Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744 800-756-3744 800-756-3744 That's 800-756-3744 Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. I am not these bubblegum dudes you talk to. Pedro Fernandez. He will be mine in round nine. And if he makes me sore, I'll cut it to four. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it in San Francisco. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Often imitated, but <clears throat> excuse me, hardly duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. When I say modest, think caps. I'm a four-time Golden Glove champion, and I've won some awards for my boxing writing. So evidently, allegedly, supposedly, I know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? The average fan, they know a little bit more. So I open up the Ring Talk WBC TV text line at the top of each hour just for you. The number, if you want to text us here in the studio, 415-275-1613. This is Ring Talk Studio text line once again, 415-275-1613. Well, guess what? We need to start seeing the fights that we want to see. I mean, the Charlo brothers. When are they going to step up? Jamel Charlo, of course, the 160-pound WBC champion. Talks a good game, but guess what? He really isn't fighting anybody. I want to see him fight Jaime Munguia, Oscar De La Hoya, El Promotor. Of course, he says he's going to put this fight together. Good luck, Oscar. That'd be a great fight. Both undefeated guys. That would make for an outstanding match on the zone. Of course, if you're a DAZN subscriber, like I am, you like the zone as it is. But you don't like the fact that they're going to make you pay 70 bucks or 90 bucks for a Canelo fight in May. Straight up, makes you want to steal pay-per-view. Can I say, it just makes you want to. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Of course, the text line, once again, text me here in the studio, 415-275-1613. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. TV excuse me. God, I'm stumbling today. Brought to you by the World Boxing Council. Check out their interactive website, wbcboxing.com. Anthony, take this away. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. 
Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. He is the greatest fighter of all times next to me. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Welcome back to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, hour number one of two, of course, the uh, edition of WBC-TV. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your guest, your host, Bob, my first guest today. And I'm stumbling a bit here. My first guest today, of course, we go across the pond for boxing's ambassador of goodwill from the U.K., Mr. Kenneth Rainford. Kenny, how are you and the family, sir? We're all good, Pedro. We're all good. That's good. All right, let's just talk about the, the, the condom fight that took place the other night. And, and uh, bring me through that. You were, were you there? No, I wasn't there, but I've uh, I've seen the fight. I had it going into the last round, seven rounds to four in favour of uh, Conlon. Uh, Woods got dropped several times, as you're probably aware, early on in the fight, and he just didn't seem to be able to get away from that big, big straight left of uh, of Conlon's. Um, tremendous fight to watch, great fight to watch. Will definitely be a candidate for fight of the year. Um, and and the strange thing of it is, it was such a war, give and take. 
Um, the the actual ending blows in the twelfth round didn't really seem to be that that devastating. It was just that the Connor was just so, so tired from from a truly great fight, you know. He, he was his tank was empty. I mean, that's all. Yeah. His tank was, you know, when you fight on fumes. Um, people don't know what it's like to fight on fumes. I don't even know what it's like to fight on fumes. I only fought in three round fights. Okay, these guys are fighting in distance, championship distance fights, three 12 minute rounds, 36 minutes of battle. That's another world. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, boxing is is a game all on its own. People don't understand the levels of uh, of, of 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 guts that you need to pull fights out and. You know, it, it, you know, it's just the loneliest place in the world. There's just you and him, no one else. You can have a million and one fans. You can have the best cornerman in the world. At the end of the day, it's only your your fire and your desire and your ability that, that gets you through these fights, you know? You know what's funny is is that I remember the losses more than I remember. I mean, I had, I had some great wins. I mean, I won four Golden Glove titles. But I remember the losses more than I remember the wins. Am I one of those guys that sees a glass half full instead of half empty or half empty instead of half full? Is there something wrong with that, Kenny? No, nothing wrong at all, you know? I mean, so, so, some of the uh, so, some people's losses turned out to be some of the, the greatest fights they ever had. You know, look at... Look at when Kenny Norton fought Larry Holmes. I I personally thought Norton won the fight, Holmes won the fight, but Norton lost it. But you know he can look back on that and say that was one of the that was one of the greatest fights ever. It, it, with the 15th round being probably one of the probably well for me the greatest most violent round of boxing I ever saw. Without a doubt, and you know after that fight, Larry and his wife um I can't remember her first name right now. It's killing me. Anyway, um they went they jumped in the swimming pool there at Caesar's Palace with the club with their clothes on. Yeah, Diane, Diana. Diane, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How can I how can I blow that? Anyway, um I got before we get to some of the things that you wanted to talk about, I got to call call a couple of judges on the table here from the UK. John Lewis, Ian John Lewis, 114-111, and Victor Laughlin, 113-112, both had to fight for Josh Taylor a fortnight ago for the World Junior Welterweight Championship. Um I I don't agree with that, and I can't find anybody that does. Well, you, you find in another one that doesn't agree with it, but I I know them personally, particularly in John Lewis. He's a very very straight stand up guy. Loves his boxing. A very very dedicated man to to the to fight game. But I just couldn't understand the scorecards. I really could not understand it whatsoever. They were definitely watching a different fight than everyone else. But you know, it, it's not the first time. And it won't be the last time. Sadly, something needs doing about it. But you know. But but here's what's up. I mean. Larry Merchant says that, that boxing survives on, on the hometown decision. Yeah, maybe to an extent when you're building a guy up. But when you get to the upper echelons of boxing, the upper echelon being you know, world title fights, this and that, it should be fair. And that I thought Catterall flat out just kicked his mm. And other people said to me, Pedro, did you see the fight last night? I said, yeah. He goes, he had a point taken there. He was knocking down. How did he win that fight? And and the scores, these scores that came out with 114, 111, this they were all playing the even round game. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah. They, they can't split them and stuff like that. Exactly. You know, In other words, if the hometown guy's losing, for some reason they find a way to call that round even. Instead of, you know, so yeah. I, I just, listen, I, I, I understand the guy's a friend of yours and everything like that, but, but, that, but it boils down to two things here. Kenny, and I hate to put you on the spot like this, but either he's corrupt or he's incompetent. 
It was either one or yeah. the other because there's yeah. no way you could look at that contest and think that Josh Taylor won that five by three points. No, I agree totally. And and maybe maybe somewhere down the line they're guilty of both. <laughs> you know. Good point. Good point. So what's what's Taylor going to do now? You see, like he said, he. I mean, here's what's up. I never got it. I don't remember getting any gifts, and maybe I did, but I don't remember getting any gifts. Okay, but if I got a gift, this and that, I think I would shut the duck up. You know what I'm talking about? In other words, just be a little humble about it. Say, yeah, oh, it was really a tough fight. Wow, I'm really glad I won this very close fight, or something like that. Instead, he went out there like, you know, talking all kinds of smack, like I won hands down and this and that. And Josh, you didn't win hands down. There's only one answer for that fight: a rematch. You know, Josh may have prepared incorrectly for, for the style of fight that was coming at him. It could be a million and one things. Maybe he took him too lightly. I don't know, because he was super confident going into the fight. But there's only one thing to do, and that's the right thing, and that's give him a rematch. Okay, okay. And, and you know what? How about this one? We do the rematch, like, in, where is he from, Glasgow? Yeah. I mean, the kid, the, kid, the challenger's from Glasgow, isn't he? Or no, is he? Yeah, no, no, no. The, the Josh is from uh, from, from okay. Glasgow. So where, so where, so where can they throw this fight to where Catterall would be in the hometown guy? In other words, give him some, give him the opportunity here. Let him fight Manchester. in Wembley or something like that. Manchester. This would be a big enough fight to put in a small Wembley stadium, right? Wembley. Yeah, they they can take it to the 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 G Max in Manchester, which is which has held many world title fights. That's a that that'd be the ideal place to put it on. You know, I I just I had a I had a sickening feeling when the fight was over with. I was after I watched it and the decision went down because, and, and I've tried to explain this to squares. When I say squares, I mean, and, and this is not a knock, but I mean the, the non-boxing, the, the just the average boxing fan because is getting robbed in a boxing match. Maybe you can understand this, Kenny. Some people can't. It's sort of like playing blackjack, and you sit down at the table and you get a king and an ace. Okay, and some guy with a ten and a seven, a seventeen, beats you. You just, I mean, because you you bang your head against the wall, you can't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. there's no, I mean, there's no other way I can describe. There is no other way I can describe that feeling. I mean, you're sitting there like I remember. Well, I don't want to go into. It. I remember a couple of times dropping. I tell you back. One guy in Arizona, he was anyway. He went down twice in the first and the third round, and I remember standing over him too much a little bit in the third round before before I let before the guy pushed me back to the corner. He was a little bad blood there, but they 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 robbed me on that one. So I was like, whoa, whoa. So you know, you can never know what's going on, but to deny somebody at the upper echelons, this is his livelihood is on the line. And when I say this, I say this, I I take into uh, consideration Jeff Fennick. When Jeff Fennick had that controversial fight with Azuma Nelson, I believe in 1988 yeah. or 1989, Fennick, I thought, won the first fight. Eddie Croft thinks that, that Azuma won the first fight, but they called it a draw. But I thought Fennick won the first fight, I thought he, without a doubt. So Fennick and I were close at the time, and then Fennick sort of fell into a bit of a depression after the fight, and he was never the same. <clears throat> and when they had the rematch in Australia, um, you know, I mean, let's be honest, he sh- it was a one-sided fight. I mean, it was just a beatdown. You just I couldn't believe the way it went down. Was, Holy cow. <clears throat> Compared to the first fight, this isn't the way you figured the second fight would go. But Fennec was done. <clears throat> that was his emotional peak, and he could never recapture that. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt sorry as well for Marco Antonio Barrera in, in the, the first fight with, oh, his name slips me now. Eric? They had three great fights. And, uh, Eric Morales? Michael. Morales, sorry. Yeah, Morales. Yeah, and I, I just thought he won the fight. No doubt about it. Barrera won the fight. I was there. I, get- I, I was there. I thought Barrera won the fight too. Listen, although you know, here's what Barrera, Junior Jones, uh, um, 
for Princeton Seema Med, that was a good little run there for the featherweight division. You got to give them some props. They were making some money. Oh yeah, another one that springs to mind as well is when uh, when um, uh, Chavez was getting beaten in Meldrick Taylor, and the fight got stopped. What was it, three seconds left in the fight? I think it was about eight left. But I was there, and, and the reason why the fight was stopped is that Lou Duvo was up in Meldrick Taylor's corner. Uh, Meldrick Taylor's corner—that's his trainer—jumping up and down. Didn't have a towel in his hand, but he was jumping up and down in the corner. And Meldrick was looking at him and not looking at Richard Steele. So I had. Had Blue Duva not been the buffoon that he was that night, and I told him one time, I told one time I called him on that. I said, you know, Lou, you sort of you blew the fight from Eldridge. How the f can you say that? How the f can you say that? And I said, <laughs> simple enough. I was in the eighth row and I was watching. I mean, Richard Steele was looking into my eyes as he looking into Meldrick's eyes at the same time. And I realized that you're on the corner, jumping up and down this and over in his corner. And a lot of guys, when you get knocked down, they tell you look to your corner. When you get knocked down. Now, I didn't ever believe that because I didn't think my corner could help me out at all when I got knocked down. I believed that. You, just, you had to get up on your own. Corner wasn't helping me up, okay? They just weren't helping yeah. me up. Anyway, some guys look to their corner when they get knocked down. Meldrick was from that old school, that Philadelphia old school. He was looking to the corner. Duva was a distraction, and it cost him the fight. Mm. Another one similar to that was when George Foreman got... He was always going to get beaten by Ali, but he always said that when he was laid down on the floor in the eighth round, that he was waiting for his corner to tell him to get up. Hey, listen, brave corners that get you killed. Brave corners and brave ringside physicians, they're the worst. Yeah. Without a oh, doubt. Oh, yeah, without, hey, without yeah. a doubt. Listen, you're tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. You want to text us something here in the studio, <clears throat> the studio text line, the number 415 275 1613, that's 415 275 1613. Of course, this is your inside look into the world of boxing, MMA, coming to you, of course, live on WBC TV. We've got a new producer in the house. He's rocking and rolling back there. Anthony Sandoval, a Latino that looks whiter than my mother, and she's Norwegian. Great guy, though. Love him. Anyway, you are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Back with Sir Kenneth Rainford after the break. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. 
Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. I went to penitentiary. Gene Wilder, I did a movie. I went to, not me personally. I mean, I went to do a film in penitentiary. Uh, <laughs> and it was, I was up there six weeks, Arizona State Penitentiary. It was something. Oh, you're applauding for that? <laughs> Arizona State Penitentiary, real popular. <laughs> oh, man, it was strange because it's like 80% black people. And what's strange about that is that there are no black people in Arizona. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Richard Pryor is not joking, folks. There are no black people in uh, Arizona. I kid you not. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking through the world of boxing, MMA. We okay, Anthony? Okay. <clears throat> Check the clocks. It's 27 and a half minutes past the hour. Of course, on the line from the U.K. is our ambassador of goodwill, Mr. Sir Kenneth Rainford. And Kenny, looks like Holmes and Cooney. 40 years? Yeah, been June, June 11, 40 years. Unbelievable. Where's the time gone? Holy and I remember, sorry, I remember in England at the time, no one, but no one gave Holmes a shot. Why? They just thought they were just mesmerized with the, the visions of Cooney destroying Lyle, stopping Jimmy Young, and then last but not least, a, a shadow of him, former self, Ken Norton, you know? Yeah, but all those guys that you brought up were like, how can I put it? Re- ready to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, yeah trying to but... be re- I'm trying to be respectful here, but Jerry Cooney, I mean, Mike, Mike Jones and Dennis Rappaport, they were called the Wacko Twins. They were the guys yeah. that... Uh, they guided Gary Jerry Cooney, and, and they were real estate developers, I think, from the New York area. And they were geniuses in the way they moved them, without a doubt. But, you know, I think they could have gotten a little bit more out of Jerry had they let him fight a little bit more. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. Couldn't agree more with you. 
But, um, you know, good on Holmes. He, he came to the table, produced the goods and, uh, and won, a, won a real ex- real exciting fight. I mean, uh, my, my younger brother, um, right from the get-go, he said Holmes is going to stop him. Holmes is too good for him, the jab. I think as well, everyone was just taking him by how big Jerry really was. He was a big, huge guy for the day, six foot seven, and was so much bigger than Holmes, who was a monster himself. Um, and, and that big left hook. But, you know, Eddie Futch, Eddie Futch had it right from the get go. You know, he said, uh, from the minute he saw um, Larry Spar with Joe Frazier, Larry Spar with Joe Frazier back in 71, mm-hmm. he said, you know, Holmes had that uh, ability to not get caught with the left hook, although Joe did hit him with the left hook to the body and broke a floating rib while he was sparring for the Ali fight. But he, he saw something in Holmes back in 71 that was very, very special. I mean, the guy was still an amateur. He came in and worked with Joe Frazier and gave Joe real, real good hard work, you know. The Eastern Assassin, I call him the mayor, the mayor of, of Eastern Pennsylvania, he tells people, tells me, Pedro, don't say that on the air. I said, why, Larry? He goes, because people start calling my office. Like, can I can I fix a hole in the street or something like that? Or there's a street light that's out or something like that. Pedro, don't do that to me. Anyway, he's in good spirits. I talked to him a few weeks ago. He's in good spirits. He and his wife are um, still together. I think that's a that's a great marriage. Of course, they've been together like 40-plus years, without a doubt. And I, who, I can't remember what the kid's name was. But I remember interviewing him one time after the um, after the Holmes-Cooney fight. And I said to him, what's it like to be your, your father's son? He said to me, it's, it's, it's stressful. That's what he said to me. Being, having his father being the heavyweight champion, watching him fight was stressful. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his son's name's Larry. Larry Jr. Yeah, well, anyway, but yeah, he said, well, can you? that's what they interviewed. Anyway, it was. Um, are we going to end up seeing Canelo Alvarez? How can I put this? Are we end up seeing him walk himself into a to an upset he, he doesn't see coming? Is that the way he's going to go down? Is that the way that most guys go down, lose fights that they aren't expecting? <laughs> Expected he just seems to be moving the, moving the benchmark so much, doesn't he? You know, light heavyweight, cruiserweight. God, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him fighting uh, Tyson Fury any day now. <laughs> no, but on the serious side, the cruiserweight thing, he backed away from. I mean, are, are they found another route to go? They're going to go with Dimitri Bivol, who's undefeated. And he's a very big, well-skilled boxer. I mean, he's if there's ever a guy that can keep you on the end of his jab for the majority of a 12-round fight, it might be him. Yeah, that's what it's going to take to beat uh, Alvarez. Is, is you know a guy with a good a good repertoire of, of boxing ability, chin, and, and a good set of legs. Someone who's going to outbox him, just keep him at the end of the jab, you know, like Floyd, like Floyd did, you know. Okay, I'm going to run this one at you because it didn't go over well with me when I wrote it, read it yesterday. Ex WBC female champ Shindo to come back as a male. I I, I listen. Your daughter competes in 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 horse horse. Uh, Explain that to us. She she, she parades. She, explain she, 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 she does. She said it's called equine uh, horse trials. Basically, she was she was doing flat work. Now she's jumping. She's getting bigger. She's got a new horse, and she's doing fence work now. She's jumping the fences in a in a in a time zone and stuff like this. You know, it's it's, it's what she does. But okay. But what I'm trying to say is now, picture her if she was a boxer. Would you let her box a a girl that used to be a guy? No. Hell no. 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 Well, we're just moving the benchmark ridiculously beyond the the realms of belief here. 
I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, so, so this chick wants listen. Um, as far as you know, the the switch is concerned. When you go from guy to girl, you're kicking ass. You're like destroying people. But when you go from girl to guy, you don't seem to do so well. How come? It's obvious, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I mean, but but yet yet they're listen. Um, I live in I live in the gay capital of the world. I was born here. I lived for a, for a few years in the Castro when I was a kid. Saw the gay community come here in the sixties, the whole nine yards. I got nothing against them at all. I got somebody gay in the family. But you know, this is a little. This isn't just a gay thing here. This is a trans thing. And if you want to have a trans Olympics or the trans games, isn't that fine? But don't try to mix them into combat sports. I just don't think that's that's where you draw the line, Kenny. Yeah, definitely. And the the old Mark Tyson cliche. Everyone has a plan to get in the face. When she gets it in the face with, with by a guy, that's the whole difference. There's there's the difference right there. Yeah, the bone structure. I can go on and on. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's like this. Somebody said to me, um, you know, you used to coach. You used to coach. I coach a little team of boxers when back in the '80s. Okay, would I have let any of those? I listen. When those girls sparred with guys, I even gave the girls twenty twenty five pound weight advantages. You know what I'm saying? And I was still worried. You know what I'm saying? And I would tell the guys, be easy, be easy, be easy. And because of the fact the muscle mass was just different, guys could hit harder. I mean, they just could. So I'd put 12 ounce, 12 or 14 ounce gloves on the guys, and I put 10 ounce gloves on the girls. I mean, that's that's sort of the way I did it. But I couldn't imagine a girl fighting a guy in real life time, man. That's that's just that's that's just hap- that's not happening. Yeah, I mean, I saw Deidre Gogarty. She was in our in our camp. DJ Gozi for uh, sparred with uh, Kenny Kenny Vice and Chad Broussard and Jason Papillon, and and she was going for it. And these guys didn't want to hurt her. But at any given time, you know, you could see, particularly with likes of a Jason Papillon who used to spar with Roy Jones Jr. If he wanted to open up at any time, he he could have hurt her. You know, he's plain to see. He just it just 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 shouldn't happen. You know. Hey, who was the boxing guy that handled bad Chad Broussard down there in Louisiana? I can't remember his name right now. He just died oh, two years ago. Bo Williford. Bo, what a class act, huh? <laughs> Wasn't he? He was a great, he was a wonderful man to be around. Yeah, well, I spoke to him when he was on his deathbed. Me and Bo were very, very close, obviously. You know, he uh-huh. handled me in my boxing career as well. And I spoke to him on his deathbed and he said, Kenny, if you love me, it's great. If you didn't, I couldn't give a damn. <laughs> well, you know, he was just, I mean, he and I talked on the phone in the, in the days before the Internet. Yes, folks, there was an era before the Internet. We used to talk on the phone. And sometimes we would talk late at night after 10 o'clock because it got cheaper. You know what I'm talking about? So that's when you sort of call. When people on the East Coast would call you after 11 their time, which was 8 o'clock your time. Anyway, it was crazy. Because, you know, back in the days, Johnny Boz had a $4,000 phone bill. I had a $900 phone bill one time. Yeah, yeah, I can believe it. You know, Bo was just constantly on the phone talking boxing. He had an office on the side of his house there. Uh, as you know, he was the manager of James James Quick Tillis as well for most of James's career. And uh, you know, he was a very successful, uh, very successful in the boxing game. He he was actually Mike Tyson's camp coordinator for I think two or three three of Mike's fights. Was it smoking that got him? Yeah, cigars. Yeah, man. Cigars, holy cow. Cigar, cigarettes, man, what can I say? I don't know anybody dying from smoking weed. I'm just putting it to you like, how did I have to throw that out there? But I did. Anyway, so next, what's next up with the uh, the little princess? When's she going to ride again? Uh, she's out soon in, the, uh, in a qualification for the national finals. Um, 
So, yep, fingers crossed for that. She's, uh, she's, she's really looking forward to it. We've been down the yard this morning. Picked up some new, uh, some new, new, new attire for her to wear for the show. So yeah, it's all looking good. She's she's super excited. You know what's super exciting is that I got a super dad appearing on my show every now and then. I thank you so much, Kenneth Rainford. Sir Kenneth Rainford, we'll talk real soon, my brother. Anytime, anytime at all. You take care. Super dad, super Kenny. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Next up, Sammy the Bull Gravano on Killing Don King on WBC TV. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. No visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right prescription. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable, and they're made in the USA. They prepare and ship directly, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Plus, there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SPORTS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code SPORTS to receive your first month free. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 
Check it. This is your inside look into the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, coming to you live on WBC TV. Viva Viv TV. Want to say hello to the Jockamans. Of course, the producers down there, Mr. and Mrs. and Dallas, Texas with Viv TV. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, this is the longest running fight show in history. Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Let me welcome you to the show. If you haven't been here before, where have you been? If you've been here before, you know what time it is. Straight up, Oscar De La Hoya, El Promotor. The promoter, of course. Extraordinaire. Call him what you want, but he puts together the fights. Or he tries to put together fights. Guess what? Jamel Charlo is the WBC 160-pound champion. Undefeated lad, but he's been undefeated against guys that, I don't want to say that they're of my talent or things like that, but, but Anthony, Anthony, maybe me and Anthony. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is not the upper echelon of the boxing game, but he's won all the fights he's supposed to have won. Now, we want to get him into a fight where maybe you can flip a coin as to who's going to win, be me him or Jaime Munguia, okay? Oscar De La Hoya working on that fight as I speak, of course. They say that uh, De La Hoya wants to put it on the zone. Of course, DAZN's still that cable company or that app that's turned into a cable company that wants to charge you for pay-per-view now after going their entire history, two and a half or three years now, on the concept of if you buy me, you don't have to buy pay-per-view. That's the way it is. If you buy at the zone, you don't have to buy pay-per-view. Well, guess what? Now, if you have the zone, they're going to give you a discount, wink, wink, on the pay-per-view. So instead of paying like 80 bucks, you can pay 60 bucks and get a deal on it. Bottom line is, I think I'm going to go to a sports bar and watch that fight because I just don't think that you should be able to get... I, listen, when you come in on a concept of this is the way it's going to be, and then you can say, hey, guess what? We're going exactly the opposite of what we came in on. I think you got a problem with that. Maybe you should fold the company and come back as another company, but straight up, the zone not getting my pay-per-view money, no way, no how. A history, boxing history. I want to go back real quick before I get to a segment on uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano. Sammy the Bull Gravano. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Let me tell you about Sammy. Sammy was John Gotti's hitman. Sammy and I came in contact with each other, I think one or two fights at Madison Square Garden, the De La Hoya fight. I can't remember the other fight. It might have been an Evander Holyfield event. Anyway, I saw Gotti, Gotti uh, at a couple of fights, but Sammy the Bull Gavana was the guy that I got the closest to as far as distance was concerned. And he had a bunch of, he had a crew around him. This time, but I didn't know who he was you know, at that point in time until somebody said, hey, that's Gotti's guy. Anyway, Gotti's guy. Anyway, so he is trying to get into the boxing game. I'm talking about Don King. Don King is trying to get into the boxing game, okay? And Sammy the Bull Gravano, of course, he's John Gotti's right hand, so they send the guy over to talk to Don King from John Gotti. This is the way it went down. Boxing, gambling. Did you guys ever do anything with Don King? Any contacts with Don King? Yes. I went in front of a grand jury. I was, I was subpoenaed in front of a grand jury for boxing. When I was that, I was out with John Gotti. Mike Tyson was was the. Sh now I had another guy, and I can't think of his name. I knew the trainer, and I knew the black guy. I was training in the gym with him occasionally. He was a tough fighter, and he was a little bit over the hill. So I thought of a thing to set up a fight. I wanted him, and someday I'll get the name. I can't remember right now, but I'll get him to fight the champ in Italy. The champ in Italy was with two brothers who were both made guys in the mob. So I'm reaching them through the Italian people. I want this guy to come in and fight my guy, the black guy. And my guy will win. So he gets your belt. So if he wins and he has your belt, I want to hook up a fight with Mike Tyson. And I want big money because it's a championship. He's got a belt. You've got a belt. The numbers are bigger. We know that Mike probably beat you. Now, if the people around Mike want to make him duck a fight, I don't think he would do that. But then it's another story. 
but we never got that far. The Italian guy had to come here and fight a lesser opponent first before he fought my guy. And he lost to, to that guy. So now the thing is off. But in the process of all of this, John knows what's going on. I have a guy, a street guy, can't even think of his name, but he's going to Don King talking about a potential fight. He's not having a lot of luck. Don King stands up. He don't want it, no part of this thing. He mentions John Gotti, this, that. I'm a, I'm, I'm a tough guy. I went to jail for this and that. And John, I'm not doing any of that bullshit. So the kid comes back and tells me. So I said, John, forget the whole thing now. It ain't going to work. He, he won't do it. Don King won't do what we want. Did you tell him to mention my name? Yeah, I did. He, he don't want to be bothered. He said he's a tough guy. He did time. Really? Yeah. Tell the kid to go back, make another appointment, and kill him. You want me to kill Don King? No, not you. The kid, this guy. You want me to tell this kid to go back and kill Don King? Yeah, well, hit him with a proposal. If he says no, take a gun out and shoot him. All right. That's what you want? Yeah. All right. I grabbed the kid. <laughs> he wasn't the kid. He's a guy, you know, who's tough. Listen, you're going to go, you're going to hit him with this proposal. If he says no and gives you that shit, I'm a tough guy, take the gun out and shoot him. Shoot him right in the head. Kill him. You want me to kill Don King? <laughs> I said, it's not me. John wants you to kill him. What do you want me to tell you? You got to kill him. He took off. <laughs> the kid took off. I'd never seen hide a hair of him again. He must have left the country. I don't know where the f*** he went. He took off. So we never went after Don King because I, I didn't want I'm definitely not going after him because this is insane now. We're hitting the guy because he don't want to do a deal. <laughs> we'll be hitting guys every other week. Sammy the Bull Gravano, John Gotti's right hand, talking about the wire-haired wonder and 90-year-old Don King, of course, turned 90 last August, had uh, had some great promotional shows. I mentioned the March 17, 1990 card, of course, Julio Cesar Chavez and Melzer Taylor. I was talking a little bit earlier with Kenny Rainford about that fight. Of course, the controversy involved in the ending. Of course, Richard Steele, the referee, having no choice but to stop the fight because... You know, Meldrick's not playing attention. I mean, if you're look, I'm looking into the camera right now at WBC TV. If you're the referee and you're the camera, and I'm looking over here, yeah, well, you're not paying attention to the referee. That's why the fight was stopped. Straight up, Lou Duva brought that on. As far as um, as far as as Sammy the Bull talking about that Italian fighter, it was had the mob. The mob had him anyway. It was Francisco Damiani. <clears throat> he uh, was a heavyweight from 1985 I believe, till 1993. He was 30 and two. He'd been stopped two times with 24 KOs. The first fight he lost that they were trying to set him up for the big money fight was with uh, Ray Mercer. And then he lost that second fight, I believe, to um, Oliver McCall. I think that was the last fight he got stopped in. Of course, that was in 1993. But he was the guy that the Italians thought that they could possibly set up into a fight, you know, maybe with Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson would duck, would duck him. You heard, you heard Sammy saying maybe Mike Tyson would duck a fight. That means throw a fight. Mike Tyson doesn't throw fights. I mean... I, no, no, no. You can get him to do. You could not get him to do that. Um, you just couldn't do it. I don't think it's in his heart or soul. Anyway, bottom line is, Sammy the Bull Gravano and, and John Gotti wanted to whack Don King. But back to that controversial date. Listen, 1990 was a pretty good year for boxing. It was a big upset. Of course, the first upset being Mike Tyson getting knocked out by. How did Jim Lampley put that? Mike Tyson has been knocked out. Just a few words, but the most prophetic words I think I've, I'm most 
prolific words I think I ever heard mentioned on HBO. I don't think I've ever seen a more climactic episode ever on HBO, be it in, even in The Sopranos. That was bigger than that was bigger than The Sopranos, without a doubt. I mean, holy cow! Mike Tyson get knocked out by a thirty-seven to one underdog, of course, and knocked out convincingly. There was no no controversy in that fight, whether long counts or short counts or this or that or no 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 no. Mike Tyson was beaten that night. He tried. He gave it his best. I mean, he knocked Buster Douglas down. I mean, without a doubt, he was in the fight. But he was behind. At the end of the fight, Mike Tyson was the beaten man. There was just absolutely no doubt about it. So people trying to say, you know, that after the fight, they, they wanted to put up a stink in the Japanese Boxing Commission. They, they stood by Buster Douglas. A couple other commissions didn't want to stand by Buster Douglas. But Buster pulled off the upset of the year, we thought. And, of course, a few years, weeks later, <clears throat> I'm in uh, Las Vegas. Of course, we're going to watch Meldrick Taylor and Evan- Julio Cesar Chavez. And of course, there was Pernell Whitaker and Evander Holyfield. Of course, the late Pernell Whitaker, the possibly... Outside of Roberto Duran, maybe the greatest lightweight fighter of all time. If ever there was a guy that got screwed over by boxing, I wanted to use the F word right there, but I can't use that. If you ever want to know, I mean, it was Pernell. I mean, Pernell, yeah, he had to draw with Chavez. He gangster slapped Chavez. He should have been arrested that night by the Alamo. He did that. They, they did that fight in the Alamo Dome. The security team from the Alamo Dome should have took him out of the ring that night, Pernell Whitaker, and arrested him for domestic violence. He gangster slapped Julio Cesar Chavez. I mean, there was no doubt about it. I bet. That fight, I bet Chavez, and I bet that fight with um, Jack Tatum, number 32, formerly the Oakland Raiders. I believe he's in the NFL Hall of Fame. But I bet him like 20 bucks on the fight, and after the 10th round, I just went over and gave him the 20 bucks. Because, you know, I mean, Purnell was, Chavez had lost. I had bet on Purnell. Ch- I knew Chavez had lost. There was absolutely no doubt about it. So anyway, they called it a draw, and I went back over there, and I got my money back from, from Jack. We argued about that a little bit because he didn't want to give up the 20. You know he didn't win. I, 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 you know it wasn't a draw. Yeah, it wasn't a draw, but it was a very controversial night. Absolutely no doubt about it. But the entire world, 1990, came apart with Mike Tyson because of the fact that Mike Tyson, you know, he who controls the heavyweight champion controls boxing, right? Well, well Don King was in control at that point in time, or at least he thought he was. At point, that point in time, of course, Mike Tyson was – Almost out of control, uncontrollable, um, having his issues with women. Of course, the, 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 the marriage, the divorce, the, the life with Robin Gibbons. And, of course, Robin, I spell her name R-O-B-B-I-N apostrophe. Okay, and she got upset about that, and she had some lawyer call me on the phone. Can you believe that? Some lawyer called me on the phone because I said that she was Robin Gibbons instead of Robin. I said she was robbing you know, I took the G off, but I, they knew what I was trying to say. Anyway, she had some lawyer call me on that. I still can't. That was probably one of the most, um, that, that, pissed, that pissed me. That really, that got me upset. That got me upset. So I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of hers or her mother, Ruth Roper. What did Ruth Roper accuse Dave Winfield of the, he's another uh, baseball player. I think he made it to the, the Hall of Fame anyway, from the New York Yankees and the San Diego Padres. She accused him of giving him a, giving her a venereal disease. I mean, this is the kind of, this is the kind of family that Mike Tyson moved, that married into, Robin Gibbons. When she showed up for her first date with Mike Tyson, for her first date with Mike Tyson, she hasn't kissed him yet. She hasn't, her first date with Mike Tyson, she shows up with, a team of five people, her mother, a publicist, and get this, Anthony, three accountants. Why would she need an accountant for her first date with Mike Tyson? Come on, think about that. You see why I called her Robin? R-O-B-B-I-N apostrophe? And yes, she said that lawyer sent me that nasty letter and called me on the phone. At the end of the day, I continued to call her what I thought she was. It's opinion, baby. We can get over saying that here in the United States. It's opinion. I thought you were Robin Mike Tyson. At the end of the day, 
I think that it sort of history proves me to be right. You know, you were a piece of work. And when I say a piece of work, Robin, I'm being real kind. At the end of the day, you were a tragedy for Mike Tyson. Absolutely a tragedy. You took advantage of a young guy. And, you know, somebody said to me, well, how can you do me take advantage of a young guy? He was in his 20s. Listen, that. Mike Tyson was so inexperienced women-wise. I mean, you know, he had um, had a few little twists tri- twist here and there, but he wasn't a guy that had girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have girlfriends. He was sort of like dedicated to the boxing game. In fact, Robin Gibbons was really the first time he ever sort of went off script as far as his boxing discipline was concerned. And look how it got him. Of course, he went over to Japan and um, fought Buster Douglas. But in the, in the meantime... When he was over there in Japan, it was sort of the writing was on the wall that Mike Tyson wasn't right. He got knocked down by Greg Page, and Mike Jameson, who was a journeyman out of San Jose, California, was beating him up and sparring. So when I saw reports that Mike Jameson was beating him up and sparring, I should have went out and put the house on Buster Douglas. But I just thought, you know, Mike was having a, a bad day in sparring. But then I thought about it. Mike Jameson? Man, I, Mike Jameson wouldn't beat me up in sparring. How could he beat up Mike Tyson in sparring? But that's the way it went down. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking through the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, coming to you from the Sports Byline Studios in the city by the bay, San Francisco, California. We come to you live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, WBC-TV. I keep going and going, but I don't have enough time. Bottom line is, you're tuned to Ring Talk, and you know it. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the Window Replacement Hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080-800-685-2080-800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. 
The annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Now more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. <laughs> 57 minutes past the hour. The texts are coming in. I'll get to them in hour number two for us. Pretty funny, some of them. Uh, bottom line is, hmm, we're going to get into Hector Camacho in hour number two. The bottom line is, five guys were arrested in the last week for the slaying, the murder of Hector Camacho, the macho man, the Harlem heckler. I gave him this nickname, the Harlem heckler, in my column. I used to be a writer. Anyway, an award-winning writer. But anyway, I, I, I named him the Harlem heckler. And sometimes when I would give guys nicknames, they would get upset, like the Hispanic-causing panic. Juan Lascano, I called him the Hispanic-causing panic. He got a little upset at that at first. So what are you talking about, man? But he ended up taking that to the bank. Um, you know, so nicknames, how can I put you? They're sort of cool. When I called Hector the Harlem heckler, it's because he was from Harlem and he heckled a lot. I mean, he heckled people. There was no, absolutely no doubt about it, right? But now he's been dead since 2012. It's been 10 years. You know, I thought the homicide division had given up on things like that when I was in Puerto Rico a few years ago. Uh, I was told that the cops were still working on it, that they had the suspects, that a, a couple guys were already in jail. And now it turns out that of the five guys who were arrested, I think three or four, three were already in custody. One was a businessman, dressing him in a suit from his home, in his underwear, I believe, and a couple other guys are dead. But what happened was Hector Camacho was in Carolina, Puerto Rico, and he was doing some coke in a car with a guy that had four or five bindles of cocaine. There was The guy was a coke dealer. Hector was doing coke. That was his weakness, absolutely no doubt about it. Um, Colombian dust was this downfall. It just was during boxing. I mean, I told you times when in, in Puerto Rico when he didn't want to come down for the fight because he was doing blow. There was like four, five, five, four or five thousand people in an arena. He had to come down there. I mean, CBS and ABC television talked about the times when he went crazy and did stuff. Uh, wanted to jump out of a window before a fight this night on cocaine. So Hector had his issues when it came to Colombian dust, as do a lot of guys. I mean, Colombian dust is just not. It's not cool. Columbia does not cool. Anyway, at the end of the day, we'll spend some time with Hector Camacho. Hear from Hector Camacho, of course, in depth. And we'll spend some time with Hector when he goes across the border or when he attempts to go across the border. Of course, he's going to fight Chavez. This is pre- previous to 1992. They did fight in 1992. Of course, it went to a 12-round decision. <clears throat> I believe the Thomas and Mack Center or the Las Vegas Hilton Arena. I can't remember which one it was, but in Las Vegas. And it was a great fight. Camacho tried the entire time. Chavez said he was trying to knock him out. He wouldn't give Camacho any room to be cute or to be, you know, the, heart, the macho man or anything like that. It was Chavez's fight, no doubt about it. At the end of the night, I remember we went to a party, a post-fight party, and Camacho was there. Camacho was at Chavez's post-fight party, and he was dancing, having a good time. Only the Harlem heckler, a.k.a. the macho man, Hector Camacho. So we'll get into depth after the news about Hector Camacho and his death and, of course, the arrest of five guys. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Stick around for hour number two after the bias races and unbelievable news on Sports Byline.
USA Radio News with John Hunt. President Joe Biden is sending his national security advisor for talks with a senior Chinese official in Rome as concerns grow that China's amplifying Russian disinformation in the Ukraine war and may even be helping Russia evade punishment from economic sanctions. The talks between national security advisor Jake Sullivan and senior foreign policy administrator Jiang Zixi will center on efforts to manage the competition between our two countries and discuss the impact of Russia's war against Ukraine on global security. A woman stabbed her date whom she had met online in retaliation for the 2020 death of an Iranian military leader killed in an American drone strike. Nika Nikubin has been charged with attempted murder and battery with a deadly weapon as well as burglary. Nikubin met the man on a website. The pair then agreed to meet at Sunset Station Hotel. Nikubin is scheduled to appear in court for a preliminary hearing. This is USA Radio News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Republican U.S. Senators are imploring the Biden administration to reverse course and allow the transfer of Poland's MiG fighter jets to the Ukrainians to fight the Russian invasion. A sign the Defense Department's rejection of the offer may be running into steep resistance on Capitol Hill. Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. This administration has been a step behind every every step of the way. Forty GOP senators signed on to a letter from Senators Joni Ernst from Iowa and Mitt Romney from Utah urging President Biden to answer to the plea from Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who told lawmakers if the U.S. couldn't help with a no-fly zone, it could at least send more planes so they could fight the battle with Russia themselves. The national average price for gas did not go up for the first time in over two months, holding steady at $4.32 a gallon on average nationwide. One year ago today, we were looking at $2.85 a gallon. Highest prices on the West Coast with California leading the way. This is USA Radio News. You've heard us talk about the luxurious Giza Dream sheets for my pillow. Well, now they're on sale at 60% off as low as $39.99. Lots of other overstock items and a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds from Crack Addict to CEO, with any purchase. But you've got to use my promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, the radio listener square. Use my promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention now says this season's flu vaccine offers very small protection against mild cases of influenza. Against the most common flu strains circulating this season, the flu shot only reduced a person's chance of getting a mild case by 16%, which is considered not statistically significant, according to the CDC authors of the study, though the shots could offer some minor protection against more severe illness. The number of people worldwide who have died because of the pandemic in its first two 
two years may total more than 18 million, according to a new study. That's three times more than the global death toll from COVID-19 that's been reported, which crossed 6 million earlier this week. New research published in the peer-reviewed journal called The Lancelet analyzed data from 74 countries and 266 states and territories between January 1, 2020 and December 31, 2021. The scientists calculated excess deaths, a measure of how many more people died than would be expected had the pandemic not occurred. That means the estimate accounts for both people killed by COVID directly, confirmed and undiagnosed cases, as well as those deaths that may be indirectly attributed to the pandemic. Examples in the latter category include people with serious medical conditions who were unable to seek timely care because hospitals were full or overburdened, people who died by suicide, and those who died due to a lack of essential services. Hope you remember to move your clocks forward. Reporting for USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo! I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa! That's ridiculous! Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800 756 3744. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. But it's something else to watch two men at the highest level battle, and one may be favored over the other, but you never know what's going to happen. And and that's what that's why boxing is the way it is. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and internet history. He comes on, damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. Pedro Fernandez. Thomas y Caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Coming at you, emanating from the Sports Byline Studios in San Francisco. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Often imitated, but hardly duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. When I say modest, think caps. I'm a four-time Golden Glove champion, and I've won some awards for my boxing. So allegedly, supposedly, I should know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? The average fan knows more. So I open up the text line at the top of each hour just for the average fan. The number, 415-275-1613. You want to text me here in the studio? The number, 415-275-1613. Well, guess what? Five guys were arrested. I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show. That five guys were arrested this week as far as the murder in the 2012 execution of Hector Camacho. Wasn't an execution. What went down? I mean, what what got five or seven guys together where they want to kill him? 
I think it was cocaine. I think he owed him some money for cocaine. I was thinking before that he wasn't the target, that maybe the guy in the car that was with him that had the four or five bindles of cocaine, that maybe that guy was the target of the assassins. But now it appears, or they're sort of, although the prosecutor will not say what the actual motive is, I'm starting to think that maybe Camacho burned down on us some money and he had to pay his debt. And he wouldn't pay his debt. But the bottom line is, he paid ultimately, didn't he? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll delve into the life, the death, and the career of the macho man, Hector Camacho, in this hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. And I hope to bring in the retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant, as well. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Once again, the text line, 415-275-1613. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. If you didn't know it by now, what can I say? What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. No visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right prescription. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable, and they're made in the USA. They prepare and ship directly 
So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Plus, there's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code SPORTS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code SPORTS to receive your first month free. It's macho time. (laughs) Now more Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Hector Camacho, 79 and 6, 79 wins, 6 losses, never got stopped. 38 uh, KOs, of course, a fighter from 130 to 168 pounds. Of course, when he finished his last fight against Saul Duran, I believe that was in 2010. Of course, man, he was up there in age. Of course, he died at the age of 50 in 2012 from a gunshot wound to the face. I mean, it was pretty ugly. He got shot in the face. Um, Basically, he was brain dead for a few days, and his mother, his late, his mother who's still alive, finally said, "You got to pull the plug on him." Anyway, bottom line is, five guys were arrested this week for the murder of Hector Camacho in 2012 in Carolina, Puerto Rico, of course. But I want to go back in time to 1991. Take that back, 1991 slash 1992. Hector Camacho is in a car, a brand new Jaguar, a ninety thousand dollar Jaguar car, and he's driving in su- in the southern part of the United States. Let me just leave it at that. Daniel, roll the tape. We get in this car, we're driving. We're hitting close to Texas. I said, let's pull over for the night. He goes, no, you just need to close your eyes for a little bit. I'll keep driving. And I'm like, macho. He goes, I'm okay. I'm gonna, I won't go speed. I said, okay. And I fall asleep. I don't know how long I was closed my eyes, but it wasn't long. He taps me on my shoulder. He goes, hey, I need money for the toll. And I'm like, the, the toll? And I open my eyes. And I see the border. We're on the line to the border into Mexico. I'm like, what are you doing? The patrol looks and they wait for us to go into the security check. And I'm like, it's okay, Macho, no problem. I'll, I'll take care of this. I'll, let me talk. He goes, yeah, but that's not the problem. I got a little present in the trunk. I got a, I got a kilo in the trunk. And I said, okay, Macho, put the top down. Where it was a convertible jack. And I need you to do macho time right now, right here. We push the top down. He jumps up out of this car. He jumps onto the hood of this $90,000 Jag. And he stands up and he's screaming, where's Chavez? Everybody went crazy. The Border Patrol comes. Everybody started, Camacho. The Border Patrol guy passes me with a dog. The dog goes crazy. The dog starts barking and scratching. I look in the rear mirror, and the Border Patrol takes the dog and hits him on the door. He goes, shut up, that's Camacho. Bottom line is, of course, the dog was right. The owner was wrong. The handler was wrong. Camacho had a kilo of cocaine in the trunk. Just some of the cocaine stories of the Harlem Hecker, the macho man, Hector Camacho. Now, November 24, 2012. Why does that ring? That was my birthday. So that's sort of like when Camacho died, it was my birthday. I couldn't believe it. The news came across the wire that Hector Camacho had been shot dead in in Carolina, Puerto Rico. I, I really didn't believe it at first. Then I thought about it, you know. He, he he lived a rough life. I mean, he had some issues, and they were all circled around Colombian dust. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, the other issues he had in life, you know, girlfriends, things like that, wives, I, I didn't see them being significant. The only problem I saw with Hector Camacho was his pension he had for Colombian dust, much like Johnny Tapia. Of course, the baby-faced assassin, call him what you want him, of course, out of New Mexico, the late, also the late 
Johnny Tapia, he had a problem with cocaine. I mean, for all his life, his mistress, that's what he would say sometimes. He was married uh, for the longest, you know, he had a beautiful wife, and she was a wonderful lady, supportive lady, and thought about that. But, you know, he said, my only mistress is cocaine. That was his only mistress. Of course, he died from the, the opiate. He sort of died. Johnny Tapia passed away when the opiate thing sort of started hitting, hitting, uh, Hitting, uh, hitting its stride about 10 years ago. That's, that's what killed Johnny Tapia. Ev- ironically, it wasn't cocaine, but that was his pension, of course, for Columbia Dust. That was a bit sad. Anyway, bottom line is, you know, you look at the current world right now, and you think to yourself, man, there aren't boxing characters like Hector Camacho anymore. There aren't boxing characters like Muhammad Ali anymore. There's really no Sugar Ray Leonard. There's no, you know, there really isn't. What is it? Why is it that personalities make boxing? I mean, personalities are what make are what. That is what boxing is. It's personalities. People say to me, you know, it's really styles of fighting, this and that. It's the personalities that set up the fights. I mean, the quiet guy, oh, you think the quiet guy doesn't have a chance. Core quiet guy is always the most dangerous guy. But this thing, you never know. But personalities are what make boxing. That's why I think boxing right now, I think the Charlo, of course, the 160-pound Charlo, he should step out. He has a chance to be somewhat of a boxing personality. All he really is is a hero in and around the area of Houston, Texas. Sorry, pal. You know, WBC champion, all that kind of good stuff, undefeated, 32 fights, right on, right on, right on, right on. But if you don't want to take on somebody that I've got some question as to whether you can beat, that doesn't mean that you're the greatest fighter in the world. That just means you're being selective in who you fight. Now, Jaime Munguia, I've had my criticisms of him over the past. Of course, he was a 154-pound champion. Then he uh, won, I believe, a title at 160. <clears throat> but he wants to rumble with Charlo for the, 100, for the WBC 160-pound belt. He wants that green belt. And I understand that. Well, Munguia and these guys, I told you, Munguia and, um, and Roscoe De La Hoya wanted to do it on the zone. And, of course, Al Heyman, Al Heyman being the pay-per-view king of the years, Al Heyman wants to do the Charlo end of the fight on pay-per-view. So, you know, that's where they're sort of split as far as the money, how they're going to generate the money for this fight. Um, Either way, I want to see it go down. I mean, Charlo's got to step up and fight somebody outside of Anthony, my producer. I'm seriously. He's just got to fight somebody like that. I mean, you know, there's got to be some drama, some suspense. There's no drama. There's no suspense when a Charlo steps into the ring. It's like, okay. You know, another outing for Charlo. And not that he's that great. It's just that, again, the opposition he's picking is maybe slightly inferior. Anyway, bottom line is I would figure that Monguia would probably be about a, I want to say a 7-5 a to five favorite, really a slight favorite in that fight. And the reason why I say that is that he's hungrier. He seems to be hungrier. But then again, Charlo's got good combination, good hand speed, this and that. Charlo might be a better boxer, but I think that Jaime Munguia, although he isn't lacking in actual skill as a boxer, he may be more of a puncher, per se. So Jaime Munguia and the 160-pound Charlo, that's really a fight that I like to see. As far as the 154-pound uh, Charlo, he's got to hook it up with Brian Castano in that rematch. I mean, that's all he's got to do. There's no doubt about it. And as far as Lee Wood's concerned, of course, he was a very lucky decision winner in a WB title fight against uh, Mr. Conlon over there, Michael Conlon, I believe, in the UK. Of course, Conlon ended up in the hospital. He says he's fine, but it was a 12th round stoppage. Of course, Kenny Rainford talked about that a little bit earlier, in which the guy just basically got tired. But, you know, that'll be a rematch. Of course, boxing began. Boxing began in the United Kingdom. If boxing to work all over the world, it's got to work in the UK. Why do I say that? Because they just sort of get things going. I mean, they know boxing. They just do. You don't hear these. You don't hear British boxing announcers go on TV and BS people. You don't see it. I mean, you just don't see it. You see it all the time with, with uh, American boxing announcers. Oh, this guy's the greatest guy of all times, and they're wink. They're not even winking at you. 
Okay, but the the British guys are sort of like more realistic, real, more realistic, more true to the game. And what they say is something like, you know, we give this guy such and such a chance, or we think he's in deep, or there's something like that. In other words, they sort of go in, they go into depth as far as describing a fighter and his abilities are concerned. The American media they don't tend to do that. Why is that? Because I said Marcus of Queensbury started boxing over in the UK, and people say to me, "Oh, come on, Marcus of Queensbury." Listen, had that guy not got it together probably people would still be fighting like this UFC stuff except, except with no gloves. And speaking of the UFC, you know I'm not a fan of their Tyler style of fighting. Reason being is that I just don't think there's longevity in that. I mean, time and time again, you see these guys, they don't last very long, and they don't get paid very much. And when you don't, when you won't last very long, you don't get paid very much. I mean, I hate to cite the NFL, but I think the— the average life of an NFL player, as far as their playing years are concerned, is like 3.5 or something like that. Well, what do you think it is for a, a UFC fighter, especially when they put him in the, the death match after death match? They're not fighting guys like Anthony, me, and Cuddy, okay? They're fighting killers, stone-cold killers. I mean, guys that are out there to choke them, elbow them, kick them in the head with their knee them in the head, all kinds of different ways. There's all kinds of different ways to lose and or to get hurt in the world of mixed martial arts, okay? I knew one guy, he will never let me say his name on the air, but he was an MMA fighter that had a buzz in his ear for six months. Imagine that. Six months, and when you're sleeping, when you're awake, that's the buzz you hear in your ear, okay? And Dana White and those guys, I was told that Dana White and those guys didn't believe that he was that, that he had the, was suffering from these symptoms and tried to push him into a fight a little bit earlier. I'm not going to name the guy, but then again, if you don't fight when Dana says you're going to fight, you fight, but you end up fighting more death matches. Of course, last week, Jorge Masvidal should have probably got an easy fight, seeing he was knocked out in his prior fight and choked out, then he was knocked out. Okay, he's like, you know, boom, like snoring. And Jorge was a pretty tough guy. He goes back to the... YouTube days of Kimbo Slice, a.k.a. Kevin Ferguson, of course, and the before, you know, Kimbo turned MMA fighter and professional wrestler and all that kind of good stuff. But Masvidal was, back in the day, he was a big YouTube guy. That's where he sort of broke his medal. And, of course, then he went into MSG a couple of years ago, Madison Square Garden, and, he, you know, he took on Nate Diaz and he beat Nate Diaz in a sold-out crowd. He sold the place out in, I think, two hours and 45 minutes. It was something like a $6 million gate, and he got $500,000. Ooh, ooh, boy, okay, that's what he got for that, plus a $50,000 bonus. Anyway, so he gets knocked out in his last fight. So what do they do this time? They put him with Colby Covington, okay? And this is, this is Donald Trump's favorite fighter, favorite athlete in the entire world. He's got, he's got his nose so far up Donald Trump's, you know what? He's like, like a colonoscopy, I kid you not, Colby Covington. Kobe, Kobe thing, giving Donald Trump colonoscopies. Anyway, the bottom line is Kobe's a bit of a white supremacist type of guy, and that's the way I think Dana comes across to a lot of people, and that's the way he comes across to me. Now, I've known Dana White since he came to Las Vegas. I think it was about 1990, 1991, something like that. That's when Whitey Bulger of the Boston Mafia, Whitey, couldn't, Whitey, why couldn't you have wiped this dude out? Anyway, just kidding. Anyway, Whitey Bulger threatened Dana White in his life when he was running a boxing gym, and I think in West or East Boston. I can't remember which, which, which section it was of Boston. But he was running a boxing gym in Boston. Dana White was the owner, the runner of the USD, the man that runs the UFC. Anyway, he's running this boxing gym, and Whitey Bulger sends a mafia over to his place and says, <clears throat> look, pal, you got to start giving us 2500 bucks a month. And Dana says something smart-ass like, or at least Dana said that this is the way Dana came off, is, is uh, I told him I couldn't give you $25 a month, let alone 2500 bucks a month. Anyway, Dana um, ended up leaving 
abruptly leaving Boston and getting on a plane for Las Vegas. And, of course, that's how the UFC got born. He met Frank and Lorenzo Bertita. They owned a couple of casinos called the Palace and the Station Casinos. They're in Las Vegas and surrounding Las Vegas. They put their money together. They bought the UFC for under $2 million. They sold it for $4.2 billion. So they bought it for like $1.5 million, and they sold it. Anthony, you ready for this? $4,199 billion more than what they bought it for. That's a lot of money. $4.2 billion. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking into the world of boxing, MMA, the Sunday edition coming to you live on WBC TV. I got a new producer in the house. Anthony's rocking and rolling. Of course, this is Sports Byline. Ring Talk Live Worldwide brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789 That's 800-944-1789 Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access, no cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539, or text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Oscar, to his credit, fought everybody. 
Um, you didn't hear about him ducking this guy or that guy. Uh, he lost some fights to some elite fighters, but he fought everybody. And uh, he's an important figure historically in the sport uh, because he was, the way he looked, the way he was marketed as a crossover star, how many people loved him. Um, I think I've told you the story of being in a taxi in Barcelona and the guy had some little boxing gloves hanging from a hook and my wife asked him, uh, who's your favorite fighter? Oscar de la Hoya in Barcelona, Spain. So he was a, he was a, a lightning presence in the game and he fought some damn good fight. Maybe not the greatest of the greats, but he was a damn good fighter who put on entertaining fights. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That is the retired HBO godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. He will join us in about, in about 10, 12 minutes here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Now, next week, Edgar Berlanga, the Puerto Rican knockout star. Or was he? Of course, he's 18-0 now, 16 wax, but he was knocking out everybody in the first round. In other words, he was fighting guys like me. Okay? So, anyway, he's knocking guys out in the first round. He stepped it up in class. He's went to distance his last couple of fights. Of course, he's going to take on a guy by the name of Steve Rolls. It's going to go down next week, of course. And Steve Rolls is a formidable fighter, but not considered the guy that's going to be able to beat Berlanga. But then again, Berlanga is a guy that I think can be exposed. If you move certain ways on Berlanga, I think if you let him, if you allow him to plant his feet in front of you, yikes. I mean, he can just crack with both sides, okay? He just can. He really can. So I think if he, the idea is to keep him moving, and then when he does get close to you, make love to him. No, you know, grab him. Get him close. Get a hold of one arm. Grab him close. Make the referee separate you. I think that's the way to beat Edgar Berlanga. I think to get him tired, make frustrate him down the stretch. I don't think you're going to outbox him. I mean, I think you're going to, I think you're going to outbox him, but you're not going to outpunch him. Now, the young man he's facing, Steve Rose, 21 and 1. Of course, that one loss, of course, by Kale, coincidental? No, no, no. Anyway, 21 and 1. Uh, how many Kales he got? 12 Kales, okay? So he's, he's, he can punch a little bit. The one loss, was, of course, was to Triple G. No no, just no shame in that. Lost in the garden in the fourth round. A TKO in four rounds. It was back in 2019. So he hasn't lost a fight in three years, but he's taken on a guy that he's probably not going to beat in Edgar Belanga. We'll see how that goes down. Anyway, Edgar Belanga is considered the Puerto Rican hope, per se. The next... Uh, the next Edwin Rosario. Speaking of the reason, reason, why, reason why I brought up Edwin Rosario is because even though he won the championship, he, he won the championship and then he won two championships, when he beat Loretta Garza, no disrespect to Loretta, okay, but I always thought that Loretta Garza left the Golden Gloves because I was chasing his ass. That's what I thought. I, I, that's, that's the way we felt. That's the way we felt. So anyway, he turned professional, went up to Sacramento, which is the state capital of California. I'm in San Francisco. So he went up to Sacramento, he turned pro, and then he ended up fighting fighting for the title, and he won the title, the WBA 140-pound title. And I was striking my head, saying, how did he not in? Eh, couldn't figure it out. Anyway, so then he fights Edwin Rosario, and Rosario's like older than dirt, man, had all the heroin problems, comes in with a big fat gun on him the whole nine yards, and Rosario knocks him out, knocks him down in the first round. So it's sort of like, whoa, was I right about Loretta Garza, and was I down at Loretta Garza? And he was bottom line, was Edwin Rosario, even though he won two championships, he's not considered, he's not held in the upper echelon of Puerto Rican boxing. 
I don't, I don't mean that as an insult either. I mean, Wolfred Benitez, probably the th- first three-division champion, the guy that won the world title by beating Antonio Cervantes at the age of 17, the WB 140-pound crown. Of course, look what boxing did to him now. He's not a very good representative of the game as far as his physical and, 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 uh, his physical and overall physical condition, physical and mental condition is concerned. But Wilfredo Gomez was in the news this week. Of course, the former 122-pound champion, 126-pound champion, I believe he won a title at 130, but the 130 title was against Rocky Lockridge, and I thought Rocky Lockridge got robbed. Anyway, but he, of course, did 122 pounds. Wilfredo Gomez was, what, 32-0, 33-0 with 32 knockouts and one draw, something like that. So when he stepped into the ring to fight Salvador Sanchez, the Mexican legend, in September of 1981, <clears throat> I said to myself, he, he doesn't have much of a chance. I mean, Sanchez just doesn't have much of a chance. I mean, he was a 2-1 to one betting underdog. Gomez was this, you know, incredible betting uh, favorite. I mean, everybody was betting on Gomez, all these knockouts. He was going to knock out this guy. Because Sanchez, to me, when I looked at him physically, he looked like a Mexican version of Popeye, a skinny version of Popeye, a real skinny version of Popeye without the spinach. He looked like Popeye without the spinach. So I said to myself, he ain't going to win this fight, you know. So anyway, um, we have the fight go down. Puerto Rico against Mexico. Of course, the ring is filled with all kinds of different celebrities. Jose Suleiman was there, the, the late president of the World Boxing Council. Of course, he founded the, the WBC back in February of 1959 years ago in February. Anyway, the bottom line is everybody's in the ring. You got the, the salsa band on one side of the ring. Of course, they're doing with the, with the Puerto Rican thing for Gomez. And you got the mariachis on the other side of the ring. They were doing the thing for Sanchez. So it was Mexico versus Puerto Rico. It was quite an event, no doubt about it. So back to Alfredo Gomez. In the news this week, evidently, the woman that was, the woman that was taking care of him, um, she uh, was ruled unfit to do so because they took Gomez out of her house looking a bit disheveled. How can I put that? I don't want to say any more about that. But he looked a bit disheveled, and he wasn't. He didn't look like he was together as far as his cognitive skills were concerned. He looked like he was out of it, okay? And, of course, he was a former 122-pound champion, 126-pound champion, 130-pound champion. And guess what he weighs now? Over 230 pounds. So we'll just put it to you like that. He's not the physical marvel that he once was. <clears throat> of course, and health-wise, he's starting to slip. I'll never forget when Alexis Arguello and I were in... I think we were in Mexico in like 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2000, 2001, somewhere around there. And I looked across the ring, across the room, and Wilfredo Gomez was standing over there. And I said to, Alfred, uh, to Alexis, hey, who's that dude over there? He goes, who? I said, that dude over there. And I pointed to Chad, the fat dude. He goes, that's Wilfredo. I go, hmm, I still didn't know. Wilfredo who? He goes, Wilfredo Gomez. I, I freaked out. I just couldn't, because I couldn't ever picture a guy being 120 pounds, waking over like over 230, 240 pounds. And I'm being moderate when I say 235 to 240 pounds, because he was a lot bigger than that. Anyway, bottom line is, <sighs> go back to Puerto Rico and find a superstar. I don't think Edgar Berlinga is going to be the next superstar coming out of Puerto Rico. Speaking of superstars, um, <laughs> Ryan Garcia, April the 9th, is going to be on the zone. Of course, he's taking on a young man that, well, is not the greatest guy in the world. And when you fight guys that haven't fought in a long time, I get a little suspicious. I just really do. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know, Ryan hasn't been around for a while, and I understand that. But Emmanuel Tago, okay, he's got a great record. He's like, what is he? 32-1. and one. Been stopped at one time. Got 15 kills. Not the biggest punch in the world. Less than 50% knockout ratio as far as the professional ranks are concerned. But, you know, I look back at the one loss that he lost. Let's go back to it, of course. And he was stopped. It was early on as a professional, I believe. Yeah. He was like in his pro debut. He got stopped in the fifth round of a set, in the fifth round of a 
question mark. So they didn't know how many rounds this fight was going, but he got knocked out in the TKO in the fifth round of his pro debut back in 2004, and that was in Accra, Ghana. So obviously he's in most of his fights in Ghana, 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 Ghana. He's never fought outside of Ghana. Am I looking at this? Yeah, I'm looking at it right. Um, he's never fought outside of Ghana, which tells me he's going to get lit up like the White House Christmas tree. He just is. I take that back. He fought at the Morongo Casino and Spa in Kyle Balzon. I think that's in Spain, isn't it? I'm not sure. Anyway, the bottom line is he hasn't fought too many places. He's going to get lit up like the White House Christmas tree. And he's a perfect opponent for Brian Garcia. Why is that? He's been off a long time, and he can't punch. That's the key. He can't punch. Because, you know, Ryan Garcia had to get off the deck in that last fight. Remember that? That fight with Josh Campbell. Josh, was it Josh Campbell? Luke Campbell? Okay, knocked, put him down. Okay, he said he had never been knocked down in his life in the gym or in real life or in a, in a fight. Nothing like never been knocked down. Of course, he see. He, he, and then after that, Ryan developed anxiety issues. Coincidence? Wait, you get knocked down, you face your first real adversity as a boxer, and then you're suffering from anxiety issues. Coincidence? Perhaps. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV, of course. Coming up next after the break, the retired HBO godfather Larry Merchant. We'll talk about Holmes and Cooney 40 years ago, of course. And I'm going to ask Larry the $64,000 question. Larry, why were you considered so controversial? Larry Merchant after the break on Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Ring Talk Live Worldwide brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez. Are you 60-plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low-Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. 
AlgaeCal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. AlgaeCal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And AlgaeCal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. AlgaeCal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. It's just an unusual situation. I mean, a young prize fighter has the whole world laying out in, in, in front of him. Uh, has planned for this moment um, for years. And when it comes, he's finding a hard time to deal uh, with all the responsibility he may feel to these fans. And uh, is it asking too much of a 21, 22-year-old to uh, have to satisfy such a, a large fan base. Uh, it's an interesting question because he's not going to be the first one that builds a fan base through social media and then has to live up to it. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That is a retired HBO godfather, Larry Merchant, on the Ryan Garcia, of course, coming back April the 9th against uh, Mr. Tabo. Of course, as I said, 32 on one, eight knockouts, not much of a puncher. He has little or no chance, or as Don King would say, he has slim. He has, there is two, he has two chances, slim and none, and slim just left town. Bottom line is the godfather is on the line from the Santa Monica Lair in which he calls home. How are you this morning, sir, and how's the godmama? <coughs> We're doing well. Um... We've had to deal with some cancer culture stuff with various uh, appointments we had that were canceled and then uh, remade and so on. But we're doing pretty good for a couple of old guys. Okay, so um, you you haven't had any encounters with any bicyclists and things like that and any any unintended contact. Well, I'm going to wait a few weeks until my shoulder is healed, <laughs> and then and then I'm going to be prowling the park here with that <laughs> cyclist who got me. <laughs> yeah, okay, and, we'll put. And we'll if put... I get that, and if I get him, I'm going to throw that cycle right over the cliff. Oh man, <laughs> oh, the, the throwdown, Godfather on the Santa Monica Boulevard near the pier. There, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Larry Merchant, our guest, Mr. Hall of Famer, Larry. Uh, I can't believe it, but it's been 40 years since since Larry Holmes and Jerry Cooney engaged in that heavyweight title fight. Of course, that'll be in June of 1982. That was when the fight went down. Um, the fact they introduced introduced Cooney last and Larry Holmes first, I thought that was like one of the biggest slaps in the faces, biggest slap in the face of any heavyweight champion I think I've ever seen. Was I wrong to feel that way? Uh, yes. Um, Holmes is the established champion and a very good prize fighter, and that sort of uh, lit the fuse of the fight and what went on around the fight, 
because it, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Jerry Cooney was the last serious American white hope as a heavyweight. I, 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 think, that, I think that's right. I mean, it's been 40 years where, we ha- where there hasn't been a single white American heavyweight who has looked like he could be a champion. And so it took on a lot of significance. Jerry Cooney was a popular fighter and a good fighter. It wasn't that he wasn't a good fighter or not. Um, and it inspired a lot of bad stuff uh, before the fight. You know, one of the speaking of white hopes, one of the guys that Sylvester Stallone invested a lot of money in was a guy that I won the Golden Gloves with. We won the titles, the open titles together, I think, in 86. Terry Davis. Terry Davis was unbelievably beautiful, a white guy, 30, ended up being 31 and 8, 23 kills. But Sloan put a lot of money in him. A lot of guys put money in white hopes. Is it because the white guys sell better tickets? I mean, because when I promoted boxing, I don't want to sound racist or anything like that, but I looked at the crowd, and my crowd was about 8% black. I don't know how to put that. I saw uh, Cooney uh, earlier uh, fight at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a following from Long Island, uh, mostly of his uh, flavor. and uh, But I don't remember it being a big issue because he was a knock. He was a, a knockout type fighter. Um, I'm trying to remember the fighter he. Ken Norton. Stopped. Yes, in the first, second round, maybe with a, yeah, a, yeah. a shot he hit him in the throat. Yeah, well, there was absolutely no doubt about it that Jerry Cooney could punch. I just think that the Wacko Twins, and I didn't name them that. I think that uh, Michael Katz of the New York Daily News. Dog and Cats, I think he named them that. But the bottom line is the Wacko Twins, Dennis Rappaport and Mike Jones, were real estate guys from Long Island, I believe. Anyway, I thought they did genius moves as far as making money with Cooney was concerned, but they did a poor job in building Cooney the fighter. I don't know about that. I don't know that he didn't go as far as he could go, Okay, given his body style and... His his quickness or la- or lack of it, but he could overpower most other heavyweights, and now he was fighting uh, Larry Holmes, who had picked up picked up the mantle uh, of uh, Ali as an outstanding uh, boxer champion. Yeah, I remember. I remember. And then and then and then Jerry Cooney's. Uh... Swan song was the they called it the geezers at Caesars. Jerry Cooney versus George Foreman. Remember that one? I have a vague recollection of it, but yeah. I didn't remember the geezers at Caesars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this month the the uh, it was the anniversary, of course, March seventeenth of, of the Meldrick Taylor Julio Cesar Chavez fight, and then of course March eighth, nineteen seventy one, was the Ali Frazier fight. Um, you know, you were there for Ali Frazier. What are your thoughts about that 50-something years later? Well, uh, I loved both guys. 
when I was a sports editor, columnist in Philadelphia, I in, I invested money in in uh, Fraser when he went pub when he went public so that he could quit his job in in a slaughterhouse, uh, and it was just from from my point of view a stunt that I could have some fun with and call him my fighter. Okay. And then when Oscar Bonavena, when he fought Bonavena, I think it was, and Bonavena knocked him down twice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got up. And I said, okay, this isn't just another brawler. This is a guy who has the inside game, inside him, himself. And so I loved him. I loved Ali. Um, it was a hell of a fight. Uh, I've never seen a fighter give more of himself in a fight than Joe Frazier did in, in that fight. He emptied himself. As, and and it, it's, it, as I've noted before, he wound up needing a week or 10 days in a hospital in Philadelphia to recover from that fight. I think it's, I think it was the greatest exhibition of mental strength I've ever seen athletically ever. He took he took so many hard punches and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. It was like this what he was designed for from the beginning and he knew it and uh uh he, he, I don't want to say he gave too much, but he, he left the mark by how tough and strong and willing he was to keep coming and coming and coming. Yeah. Oscar Bonavane, of course, he met his demise. Was it Joe Conforti that shot him over his wife up there at the Mustang Ranch? Joe Conforti owned the Mustang Ranch. Wasn't it Joe that shot him? You would know better than me. Why are you trying to say I hang out at the Mustang Ranch? You trying to say are you are you implying that I was a client at the Mustang Ranch? No, but you bring up the subject. And, uh... <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to take the fifth on everything there. Anyway, but the bottom line is, of course, Ben Avonavena, a heavyweight contender, gave Muhammad Ali hell in his second fight. Of course, the comeback before the Frazier fight, he fought Jerry Quarry first, and he fought Oscar Bonavena. I think he went to distance with him, or pretty close to the distance. Anyway, Bonavena was shot by, I think it was Joe Comforti that owned the, the uh, Mustang Ranch because he was messing around with Joe's wife. I think it went down like that, but the bottom line is, <laughs> hey, you play, you pay. No comment? Well, that's a big price to pay. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Hey, speaking of boxing right now, they're trying to get to Charlo, the 160-pound Charlo, of course, the guy that really hasn't been tested yet, the WBC champion. They're trying to put him together with Jaime Munguia. That would be a pretty good fight. The, the, now, the battle, the fighters have agreed to the money, but the promoters are locked in this battle over where they're going to do it. Oscar De La Hoya wants to go on the zone, and PBC wants to go on Showtime pay-per-view. Well, it depends on what kind of contracts they all have. And um, I'm not an expert in, in contract law. Okay. Uh, if, both, if both promoters have contracts with two different networks, then I don't know how you make it. Okay, well, maybe like they did Julio Cesar Chavez and De La Hoya the first time. They well, you, or you, may, you can do a thing which we once did with... with uh, 
Lennox Lewis and, and Mike, Tyson. Uh, Mike Tyson, in which both networks shared in the, in the in, in the, the fight. Uh, we did the live broadcast. They had the uh, um, delay. The, the delay, and there were some other exchanges like that. And then you have a rematch clause that where you can reverse that. So it's doable, and if the money is right, I don't know why they can't find a way to do it. Okay. The Zone broke out a few years ago, and they're, they're, they built their livelihood, their, their reputation, whatever you want to call it, their legacy, on the fact that if you purchased the zone for 20 bucks a month, first started at 10 or 12, then it went to 20, okay? So, but if you purchased the zone for 20 a month, you would never, quote, have to buy pay-per-view again, quote. That was their advertising mode, and now they're doing pay-per-view. They said they've been humbled. What the hell does that mean? Well, supposedly they had a billion dollars behind that whole enterprise. Okay. And they thought they could just buy their way in and pay big numbers to top fighters mm -hmm. just the way HBO made it by paying big numbers to top fighters of that day. But... Uh, the, the fans weren't ready yet to pay for every fight they saw. And there was diminished returns, and that's why they were humbled. Okay, good enough. March 19th, looks like television coming live. March 19th, ESPN Plus and Top Rank going with Edgar Belanga and Steve Rolls. And then on that same day, the zone's going to go with Virgil Ortiz versus Michael McKinson. Uh, Virgil Ortiz being 18 and 0 with 18 wax of welterweight. You know, th that's a good, pretty good little weekend for boxing. You don't have to pay for it. I mean, if you already got the apps. Well, that's the way all of television is going toward uh, Pedro. Uh, CNN and MSNBC are going to have um, a streaming networks, HBO streams. Um, they're. That's the direction it's going in, and the question will be whether people will be willing to put up as much money as they they would have to for as long as they have to. And uh, I don't think that's a settled issue yet. Okay, good point. But as far as the zone pay-per-views are concerned, I'm going to watch them over a fence or at the strip club up the street. <laughs> I'm not paying for them. Only you, Pedro. I don't pay for them either unless it's a serious fight. Okay. Kiss the God Mama or give her my best and we'll talk soon, sir. You got it. The retired HBO Godfather, Mr. Hall of Fame, Larry Merchant, only on WBC-TV. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. 
It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812-800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. He is the greatest fighter of all times next to me. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. I am the greatest fighter next to Muhammad Ali. Um, put it this way, I'm, I'm his biggest supporter, without a doubt. When I got to spend time with him, it was like precious time. I was, I'll never forget. It's like every moment. I remember almost every moment I was with him and around him. It's like crazy. Just don't forget time you spent with Muhammad Ali. I kid you not. Anyway, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing. Of course, WBC TV is well coming to you on Vive TV. Of course, we come to you each and every Tuesday. So you can check us out on the Vive TV channel, which is WBC TV. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. Of course, on this show, we've had Wow, what can I say? Boxing's goodwill ambassador from the UK, Sir Kenneth Rainford. Of course, he's got the his daughter's a star as far as her riding ponies and horses are concerned. So she's like quite a, a stud there. And I don't mean that in a negative way there. And the UK, as far as her horse riding abilities are concerned, so it's always a pleasure to have Kenny around. Super dad, of course. Speaking of super dads, we're going to have Eddie Croft on next week. He's another super dad. Of course, he comes to us from B Street Boxing in San, Jose, in San Mateo, California. But want to bring in Eddie just for a second. Anyway, back to Kenny. want to thank the retired HBO Godfather Larry Merchant. Of course, and you know, I don't. We brought in a couple of clips that I thought were, you know, 
educational. Of course, the Camacho clip when he went up to the border with a kilo of cocaine. I mean, only Hector Camacho could do that. I mean, who else could roll up to the Mexican border with a kilo of coke in the trunk and have a dope dog go after him and the dope dog being told to go back as Camacho? Anyway, bottom line is you got to hear it to believe it. It was just unbelievable. Anyway, that and the fact that, you know, we're showing, we're celebrating a good month in boxing. March, you know, 1971, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier hooked it up. March 1990, of course, that was Meldrick Taylor and Julio Cesar Chavez. So this is a month, a month in boxing history. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down, but most importantly, keep your butt off the canvas of life. My name is Pedro Fernandez. We look forward to seeing you on another edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and... WBC TV.